Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Mommy and Daddy Time Podcast. It's your host, Rob. I'm here with my wife, Ashley. Uh, really sorry that it has been a while since we have um, uh, posted a cast. Um, it's been kind of crazy around here. I haven't really uh, been in the mood to do one uh, in a while. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and do one today. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is I want to say thank you to everyone who listens. We... Um, we have over a hundred listens now on the podcast, which is uh, really awesome. I didn't think we'd ever like, actually get to this point. Um, I thought the numbers would always be really low. <laughs> it seems our first episode was the most popular, the worst first podcast ever. Uh, I think it's had like 31 listens. And uh, uh, so I'm really excited about that. So again, I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens. Uh, we love you and appreciate you all. Um, I also want to say thank you for uh, for those who are listening uh, for dealing with the ad at the beginning of the podcast. Now, um, I've kind of been playing around with uh, uh, some of the uh, sponsorship options in um, in the Anchor app that we use to uh, to do this podcast. Um, so I know it's probably not. Um, uh, it's it's not it's not a great uh, commercial or advertisement or whatever, but um, it it does help. Um, it doesn't help <laughs> cover the costs of anything. I think we've made like uh, a few cents um, for all of you folks who listen to the ad. I think I think we're at about twenty three cents. So yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you all of you. We really appreciate it. Um, hopefully, as we uh, attract more listeners. Uh, as you guys spread the word uh, about what we're doing, uh, those numbers will climb, and we'll be able to use that money to uh, improve equipment, um, better recordings, and that sort of thing. So, so I do want to say thank you for that. So, babe, how you been this week? Um, cold. Cold. It cold. is. It's the weather here has been I really hate, crazy. I hate cold. I am either cold or or with what I do, I've been wet all week. I deliver groceries and. I spent all day, what is this, so Monday or Tuesday? Yeah. Tuesday in the rain. Yeah. It was wet, and, and I was in wet clothes making delivery after delivery all day long, but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. It's The weather here has been nuts. We had some snow. We had a bunch of ice. Uh, we were supposed to get some snow last night, but it doesn't look like we did. Um, Let's me. talk about umbrellas. I use an umbrella. I'm not a coat or an umbrella person. Because I hate toting them around the store, but I thought if I'm going to be out all day, I'm going to use an umbrella. Yeah. So I got an umbrella. And I walk outside, and I'm trying to carry my insulated bag on my arm, because we have to have all of our groceries in an insulated bag. Right. And I'm pushing the cart with, like, the cases of Coke or whatever, and I'm holding the umbrella, and the first thing it does is the wind is blowing, and the bar (laughs) smacks me in the face from the umbrella. (laughs) I'm like so irritated at this point. I'm like, who, who wants to use one of these things? So then I realize after I've like been shocked and dazed and confused from getting hit in the face by my umbrella that I'm getting wet. And I'm like, what in the world? So I look up and the stupid thing is like inside out. Inside out. <laughs> like a cartoon. Yes. And I bet people in their cars like look at this person like, oh my goodness. There's no point. I, I, there's no point. We'll have point. to watch YouTube really carefully. I'm going to need a <laughs> rain might, jacket. You might end up on YouTube. Like that time I at fell. You like, pow, right in the face. Yeah. Look, she got hit in the face. face. That time I, what was it, back in December, I fell making deliveries yeah. and ended up in the hospital. Yeah. Over my own two feet, wasn't cold, wasn't wet, 
wasn't snowing. I literally just tripped on nothing. Tripped on nothing and <laughs> thought I broke my arm. Got some pretty nasty bruises. Yeah, those were pretty bad. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's there. Uh, I got I got a story for you guys. This um this past Thursday. Oh, yeah. I uh, yeah I was coming home from work uh-huh. and um, I work uh, I work the night shift um, at the Ford plant down here the truck plant we build the um, the super duties and the navigators and the expeditions and uh, you know when you go into work at six o'clock in the evening and you get home at five o'clock in the morning it, you're it, you're tired <laughs> you're not not all with it not all there um, so what had happened was uh, I was in the garage and coming into the house and I was watching Facebook videos and I was trying to turn up the volume on my Mm -hmm. phone or turn down the volume. I don't remember which. Um, So instead of hitting the volume buttons repeatedly a bunch of times, I hit the power button a bunch of times. And I didn't know this, but the the Galaxy, uh, the Samsung Galaxy 9 phones have this I guess it's a kind of a cool feature. It's an SOS feature. So if you repeatedly hit your power button, you will send an SOS message to whatever people you said. I didn't even realize that I had set this up. So it's five something in the morning and I send out an SOS message um, uh, to my uh, to my wife <laughs> and then one to, uh, to my dad. Uh, in in Ohio. So and hold on, I I get a picture. I get like three text <laughs> messages back to back, and it says SOS. I need help, and I, I'm like, what in the world? Because my Life 360 app had told me that you were at home, and I'm like, well, so I get this picture, and you're in the garage, and I'm like, well, did he get stuck in the garage? That's what, because you woke me up. I'm thinking, did my husband get stuck in the garage? So I called. Yeah, so you, you called me, asked if I was okay, and I laughing told you kind of what happened. And by the time I got upstairs to our bedroom to talk to you and trying to text uh, uh, my dad in Ohio to let him know that I was okay and I was sorry for the message, apparently he was already at work and didn't know what the hell was going on, so he called me and uh, and asked if everything was okay, and laughingly I told him kind of what happened. And he, he I, I don't know if he thought it was as funny as I thought it was, but I think it kind of scared him a little bit. And so, uh, yeah, um, it, it, it ended up being funny. So, folks, if you have a Galaxy phone, a newer Galaxy phone, Check to see if this feature is on, because if you actually Are you accidentally, sure it was from the phone or not? It, it, it was wasn't absolute, the 360? No, it was absolutely the phone, because the phone took me into the menu settings oh. um, to change them. Um, so what it ended up doing was the, the front-facing camera secretly took a picture, which was like half of my face, <laughs> oh my and goodness. it sent my geolocation with a map <laughs> and a link. <laughs> <laughs> so that it could be found. An audio. <laughs> An audio. An audio of like me putting stuff away in the garage. Oh, it was a trip. It was an absolute trip. So that was that was a lot of good fun. I'll see if I can um screenshot some of those pictures and maybe I'll throw them up on our Facebook and Twitter pages uh, and you guys can take a look and 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 uh, and have a good laugh like we did. Um 
So yeah, be careful with your phones. If you don't, if these phones have so many new functions now that if you don't pay attention when you're setting them up, you're gonna set up something crazy that you may not want. So y'all out there, just be aware. Like if you repeatedly hit the power button on your Samsung S9, you are gonna SOS somebody. At first, when I saw that, like it was sending an SOS message, I thought, oh my god, the police are gonna show up. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have to explain to them that I don't know how my cell phone works. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, um, you know, I I've been meaning to like write down topics that we can kind of go over, and I've I've been like really lazy, but it's been like two weeks since our last podcast. Mm-hmm. I have I wrote down two things. I've mentioned them already, <laughs> so the rest I guess will just be kind of organic. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's just been kind of crazy here. So we've got. Um, you know, stuff going on with Mackenzie, mm-hmm. and that's, um, yeah, that's crazy. At some point, we'll probably get to talk about that once it's all said and done. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. No? Okay. That's, that's her business. That's yeah. true. That's um, true. She started gymnastics. She did. She did. Well, um, it's like gymnastics and cheerleading um, for a really good squad here, and we're hoping that if we can get her through the tumbling in the next year, year and a half... Um, she'll be able to join the cheerleading team with them. Um, really good team. They've gone to Disney um, and performed there. I guess Orlando, not really Disney. But I don't know. It's, it's I thought, really thought Disney team. was in Orlando. It is, but oh. the Disney part wasn't part of where they went. I think they just did that as like you know. But the because they were there. The cheerleading championship was in <clears throat> Orlando. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So you know that that'll be fun for her. Um, uh, what else do we have going on? I mean, it's mm, been kind of like... Just kids stuff. Yeah. We have stuff going on. We've been working with James because he's... We, we have problems with him not being very honest. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. We have had some, some, some issues with lying and stuff. That's Folks, if you have kids, that is such a difficult thing to deal with. Um, you know, because you, ha- you, you want to believe what your children are telling you, but it's... Um, when they begin to develop these patterns of exaggerating or leaving things out or adding facts in that maybe necessarily aren't facts, uh, when they begin to lie about little things or big things or just whatever, things that are difficult to check, it becomes um, really difficult. I know I've been having a difficult time with it because, you know, he's mine, so I want to believe what he's telling me. And I think he, he manipulates you and mom a whole lot. And he gets, I'm going to tell you, he gets away with it. Yeah, he, I mean, he definitely does. From what I hear, and I'm not sure, you know, and and, and I never really want to approach the subject because I don't want to step on feet being stepmom. But I hear, like, or at least when Brooklyn was here, she'd say that he'd get in the car and tell her a story and start crying, and she'd baby him, which is a pattern that he has become used to. And I think a lot of the things that he tells her isn't necessarily the truth. So, like, he came home one day from school last week and said that. He fell and hurt himself and ripped his pants. And right. I told Rob, after getting to think about it, I said, he's lying. And you and I kind of got to an argument because you're like, how do you know? Because that's always your defense. Yeah, that's, that's always my defense. How do you know? You don't know, so, so it's hard to I got to angry and I, and I, you know, I straight called him out. I, I asked him. I said, come here. He didn't hear us. Argument. I just didn't know if they should know that. You know, because you were at work and we were on the phone. I was in my room. Kids were downstairs. Um, sorry. Anyways. It's okay. 
I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, I know you distracted me. Well, you were you were scraping the table, and it, the microphone's picking it up. Oh, is it? Yeah. Anyways, so I asked him. I said, "Hey, d- did you really fall in gym class?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, where did you hurt yourself?" And he showed me, and I said, "James, there's no bruising. There's no scrapes. There's there's nothing there." I said, "Did you really fall, or did you rip your pants apart just so that you could have holes in your pants?" And he told me, "He's like, I ripped my pants apart." You know? Yeah, you have this way of kind of cutting through his his BS. Um, well, because he cries for you and his mom. And I tell him that there's no need to cry to own up to what you did. And I think he's pretty used to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think a lot of it, he comes here and tells us he wants to be here because he's had some issues with his sister. And I think he goes there and tells mom he wants to be there. And I think that she kind of gives in to those emotions. And it's right. hard, you know what I mean? Where me, I'm like, you know, I I try to go go through it with him. But, you know, we had the issue where she was stealing his breakfast last year. And um, yeah. stuff like that out of his classroom. So, I don't, I don't know. It's hard, you know, trying to piece everything together. Because that's not the only lie. There's, there's lots. I mean, yeah. just going back and, you know. Well, he's always been a, a storyteller. He's always like he could write books. Yeah, he definitely could. Yeah. He's got he's got quite an imagination. Unfortunately, he uses that imagination to fabricate uh, lies about what he's done or hasn't done. Well, I think he um, knows how to man- manipulate you and mom. You oh, know what for I sure, mean? for sure. I think that's something that all kids learn at a really early age. Is Mackenzie how to manipulate can do it. Their parents. Yeah, Mackenzie's really mm-hmm. good. But at, she's at doing it. She's watched her older older brother James do it for so. You know what I mean? Like. They pick up on that stuff, and her dad, her biological dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guessing she... And, and that's... It's hard, because at some some part of me says, you know, some of this is probably genetic. You, you just... You pick up traits that your parents have, uh, even if you don't remember picking them up. I mean... When, 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 when kids are little babies, uh, they're absorbing everything their eyes see, mm-hmm. all the habits, actions, and their brain is processing those things to try and recreate them. They're, they're learning. So everything they see, everything they hear is, is information that the brain takes in and begins to process and dissimulate and, and, and weave into their, their own behaviors. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I grew up in a home uh, where my mom yelled a lot and... It's definitely a habit that I picked up. I get angry and I yell. I have outbursts and it's horrible parenting. I yeah. hate that I do it. I can and, agree because I do it and, too. Yeah, and I, I feel so guilty afterwards. So guilty. Um, which tells me that it's definitely not not the appropriate way to parent. But I'm sure there are millions of parents out there dealing with the same struggles over and over again. It's so hard to break your own cycle even when you know it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And it... I mean, I don't know what else I can say about it other than yeah, it's a real struggle for me. It's it's so hard. And then you know, because we have um, a blended family, uh, it's 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 so difficult to do things the same way with all the kids. I, I know that I react differently depending on which kid it is, and I, <clears throat> I've been trying consciously to to kind of catch myself when I do it, but. You know, for those out there with, with blended families, I'm sure they know exactly what we're talking about. It, As a parent, you feel this, like, 
Like you have to defend your kid to some degree. And so it definitely causes arguments between us, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's not what either of us wants. Mm-hmm. But we we both have slightly different views and, and we do things slightly different, even though we do have some similarities in parenting. Um, so it it's this is a big stress point for us. This is probably like our biggest our stress biggest. point is, is the way we raise the kids. And, you know, if we argue, it's almost always got to do with something with the kids and uh you know so for for those of you out there who you know are struggling with the same things um you know defending your child arguing with your spouse um or vice versa you know it's gonna be okay you can get through it usually it's something that james has done wrong and usually i mean my kids are usually not great either but it's like when i bring something to you he has been not so honest with you and you stand up for him and then you later find out that he wasn't being truthful. You know what I mean? And and I think it's gotten better to an extent. You know what I mean? Um, something else I was going to say is I don't, I don't treat them equally either, which is hard. I'm harder on my kids. And I'm easier on James because I'm... I have two parents to deal with, two biological parents, you know what I mean? And sometimes I feel like he always, it's hard for me because I feel like he always gets the easy end out. You know, my kids, where it's opposite, you're harder on mine and easier on James. I'm easier on James and harder on mine, so I feel like mine always get the harder end of the the deal every time. He kind of just gets off scot-free, and I think he's noticing that pattern. Yeah, he definitely has a, a sort of escape um, because he does leave every other weekend, and then he goes to mom's and tells them that we're all that we're mean. Yeah, and he's usually the one that's not been so nice through the week. Like we'll catch him, he doesn't know that we're behind the door or something, and he's he's not being nice. Yeah, just using unkind tone or an unkind voice, or just responding mm-hmm. in, in little bursts of anger over very simple things that mm-hmm. don't require anger. Or somebody asks him a question, and he gets a little bit of an attitude for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, you know, preteens. Oh. Hormones. So, yeah, for for those of you out there with with um, preteens, uh, good luck. <laughs> it's tough. And Aiden uh, and Caleb are always because they're the same age. They're four months apart. Yeah, I mean Aiden and James. Yeah, Aiden and James. They're four months apart, so they're constantly battling for yeah, for supremacy for top dog. You know, yeah, and it's hard. It's really hard to try to get them to just... Sometimes I tell them, if you guys were, were to work as hard at plotting against me as you did at plotting against each other, you know... <laughs> they'd rule the house. <laughs> they'd rule the house. But instead, they just want to go against each other. Oh, let's figure out a way to sneak by mom and do something we're not supposed to do. Let's. I mean, I would totally halfway be okay with it if they were working together but they are constantly picking at each other oh it's a it's an it's, it's an everyday tit for tat tit for tat let's i'm gonna pick at him and he's gonna pick at me and then and then we're gonna do this and, and then we're gonna fist fight and then we're gonna cause our parents <laughs> and they have different <laughs> techniques for they like do. how they go at each other aiden attacks with tattling yes <laughs> he aiden will tattle on will everybody tattle. for everything and they even do though he's done it yeah the same thing and and but nobody really tattles on aiden he's he's really kind of the only one he's a toddler who's, he is well, we like, have no toddling role yeah but he still but does he breaks it, it. Yeah. well that's that's too in part because we give it voice <clears throat> we allow him to to tell us what's happening mm-hmm. and while to some degree we need to know 
if if something's happening that shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't want the kids getting physical with each other. Yeah. Um, but to a degree, they have to learn to solve their own problems and differences. When they get out in the real world, there isn't going to be a mediator no. there when they have a problem with somebody. But it's hard because, like, the other day when they were doing the dishes and Aiden had... Caleb was sick, so Aiden decided to help James. You know, he's like, I'll help you with the dishes. We weren't in there. And he said, hey, dude, I'm going to help you with the dishes. I'll get the top rack if you get the bottom rack. And James, without saying anything so that we didn't know there was an issue, quietly went over and did what Aiden said he was going to do and then refused to help. And I'm like, but wait a minute. He's he's the one helping you here. And, and you're kind of just, you know what I mean? Was that it's for, for, no, all of our kids have uh, chores through the week. So James, oh, yes. James does laundry. Um, and that is because he is the oldest and let's face it, laundry is just a, a necessity of like, you can't wear, I mean, you could wear dirty clothes, yeah. but then you're that smelly person. So Well, his job is to sort the laundry and get it going. Get it going. And they all fold and it, and, all put fold it away. and put it away. Um, but we have a really difficult time with getting him to do that consistently. Uh, there's a lot of, I forgot, which is every day more I, like, I, a, I don't want to do it. have to hold his hand every day and tell him, James, like, you know, and I call it. Pat him on the butt. I gotta pat him on the butt and say, James, right. come do your chores. And I think that's a lot of what he get at mom's. Mom claims that she's like this hard dictator parent, but what I get is, and I'm not sure, but from what I hear, she was just babies. Like that day she came over here to punish Brooklyn and she's like, well, has he done okay? And I'm like, wait, well, he hasn't done his laundry. She goes, oh, my squishy, you didn't do your laundry. And I'm like, Wow, what a hard ass at parenting. That, that's really what I see. You t- you're not their friend, you're their parent, but here you are, squishing his cheeks and baby talking him. Wow, that's really going to get the job done. Yeah, not helpful. Not helpful. Not helpful when we're trying to enforce some life skills. And I, my constant thing with James is, look, dude, when I can get you to do this consistently, when you can mm-hmm. show me that you can just come home, throw a load in, and be done with be done. it. Then, then we can move on to getting Aiden to that point. Yeah. And um, then we can teach Caleb and then yeah. eventually Mackenzie. Um, but but we can't it's we can't Take move on to the next one until we can get some consistency. And so it's it's really difficult. Because I feel like we're rewarding him for a job not done. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes we do. Um, and, and we kind of do that with all of them at times. And so, you know, James has laundry. Um, they each have a job in the kitchen and in their bathroom because mm-hmm. it's three boys in one bathroom. Mackenzie uh, uses one of our bathrooms, either the bathroom downstairs, which we don't let the boys use because they... We call their bathroom the truck stop. It's, yeah. It's it, a truck stop. It is, it gets cleaned three, at least three times a week consistently. And it still smells, and like, it still smells like pee. And let's face it, if you have boys who stand up to pee and for whatever reason can't aim at a five-gallon bowl of water, <laughs> it, they get it everywhere. everywhere. It gets behind the toilet, on the walls, on the shower curtain. It's crazy. Everywhere. It's crazy. So for those of you out there with teenage and pre-teenage boys, I am sorry. <laughs> I am sorry that you are stuck with a bathroom mess because I know what it's like. I so ain't stuck with James, it. James, and we rotate the jobs as long as they can be consistent with mm-hmm. them. Um, obviously, nobody wants to clean the toilet, so the toilet usually goes to the person that we have the most difficulty with. And right now, James is the one uh, cleaning the toilet. It. Some people out there might be like, "Well, you make a child clean the toilet. That's degrading." It's their toilet. It's it's not degrading. It's their toilet. When they're grown up and they have their own place, they're gonna have to clean their toilet. I guess they don't have to, but again. 
That's gross. Aiden <laughs> so cleans is, the sink. James yeah, does it, the sink toilet. in the mirror. James does the toilet, and Caleb does the bathtub. Caleb says he does the bathtub. Let's face it. Yeah, he Caleb. Do Caleb bathtub. cleans the bathtub as well as he showers himself. Yeah, exactly. Which is <laughs> which is not at all. And and so you know, Caleb is one of those kids who just doesn't care. When he was a baby, he put himself in the corner, and it's frustrating because the the laziness drives me nuts. Yeah, he just he's he's the type of if he doesn't want to do it. He's going to find a reason not to do it. He won't feel good. He was just Until something. I punish and take away their video games. And then he's magically fine yeah. and can do what he needs as to do. As soon as I start dishing out punishments, the jobs get done. Yeah. And I, then in the kitchen, we have James. He sweeps and he steam mops. It's an easier way to mop. It's a steam mop. He plugs it in and goes. Aiden has to do the dishes. And Caleb has to do the counters. And the table. And put away and the put leftovers. put away the leftovers and the condiments. <coughs> and um, James, I think they all kind of help empty the dishwasher. James and Caleb mainly. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Aiden yeah. just does the dishes and those two empty it. Yeah, Aiden's responsible for washing everything. And, and trash. Aiden's it. responsible. Oh, and then trash. James takes the trash out to the, yeah, to the curb, curb. And Aiden will bring it back up. We try to split that up so that they're all helping You're kind of doing something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, we, we want them to... Uh, be to responsible. Develop, yeah, to be responsible and develop some life skills. It's it's so important. You know, when I was their age, I was able to do my own laundry, though I was fortunate enough to have a mom that stayed home and uh, uh, my grandmother, uh, my abuela, lived with us. Uh, and so she did it a lot of times. And so I didn't have to do it, but I can do it. And that's what's important. I have the skill... It's it's not something that I have to rely on other people for or have to spend money on, you know, taking money to a coin laundry or whatever. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, In the summertime, they are required to do their chores. Wake up, do your chores, do your homework because we make them do reading or math during the summer. Yeah, something. Then they have to play outside and then we do lunch and then they're allowed to play their video games after lunch. And we usually don't turn them back on an after dinner. You know, they get that afternoon when it's really hot outside and we're not doing anything. That's when they're allowed to play their video games. So we try to limit it. And, and that seems to help get their stuff done. They are usually pretty on it. So. Bad text. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I got kind of, kind of, uh, was looking at my phone. Um. So, yeah, you know, it, folks, if, if you've got, um, you know, kids at this age uh, and you're struggling with getting them to do things, getting them to be honest, um, you know, owning up to what they do, their responsibilities and that sort of thing, uh, hang in there. They'll get it. I got it eventually. It, it took a long time. Um, I don't think... Uh, you know, everybody's different. All kids are different. They mm -hmm. all learn things in different ways. So it's... um. It's a learning curve for, for the kids. It's a learning curve for the parents. It's it's a learning curve for everybody. Um, whether it's your first kid and you've only got the one or you're like us and you've got, you know, a bunch. Um, <clears throat> they're all different and they all require something a little different. They all, even disciplining. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you really do have to take some different approaches. With, with Caleb, if we take away video games, you pretty much get him to do just about anything. Anything. To get those back. Um, Aiden is very similar, though. Aiden, um... Aiden will work for his video games. Yeah, I, I don't want to say that our other kids aren't forward thinkers, but 
Aiden is obviously a forward thinker. He realizes or recognizes, look, at some point I'm going to have to do this. If I just do it mm-hmm. now, I don't have to worry about it. I'm not going to get yelled at for it later. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lose anything. So he's pretty good at just doing, doing it. it. Now, he doesn't always do it great. And sometimes you get a little argument when you, when you, you know, point something out or whatever. But, you know, for the most part, we, we don't typically have issues with Aiden just getting stuff done. Um, he usually tries to remind the others, and that can cause problems because Jimmy doesn't like to be told by anybody that he has well, to do something. Well, I mean, something. Aiden will remind him that he has stuff to do, and he still won't, he still won't do it. And then when we say something to him, to James, we get, we get attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from him, yeah, we do. Um, um, James, it, with him, I'm, I'm still yet to figure out. I think physical punishment for him, not like spanking, but making him run or jog or do something. Because with James, I've learned he doesn't care if you take away his TV, mm-hmm. even though he likes to watch it. He doesn't care. Yeah, he'll grab a book and read if a you book take all away day video, long. video games. Well, and I think it's more of a like I'm just going to show you that I really don't care that you've punished me. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. And. So with James, we have to get creative. And so with him, sometimes it really is. You need to go take a walk. Yeah. Get, if maybe if sometimes I feel like if I can pull the laziness out of him, he'll be more productive. You know right. what I mean with Caleb? Caleb? Caleb can be lazy too. It's hard. Yeah, it, it is. Um, I was a super lazy kid. Um, it drives me insane. How it's, lazy I am? Not you. Oh. How lazy James and Caleb are. It falls off of them. You can, like, I, I mean... If, if it were physical, you could scoop it up with a shovel. <laughs> it's, it's insane. The laziness drives me nuts. I yeah. cannot handle Yeah, they're lazy. very they're very laxed kids. They're not eager to uh, to do any sort of work. Um, you know, it's... And you can't really blame them. They're kids. They just want to play and have fun. They don't, they don't want to work. But it's like I tell them, I have to go to work. I have to do something that I don't necessarily want to do all the time. And life is just full of things that, that you just got to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and the faster you get through them, the faster you can go do the things that you want to do. We all have obligations. I'm sure everybody out there listening has some sort of obligation, whether it's school, work, family, whatever. Um, so I'm really curious, you know, uh, folks listening, uh, if, if you've got some, you know, creative insight or things that you've done or hop on my Facebook page uh Robert Arnold, or on our Twitter page at uh, Mommy and Daddy Time. Uh, and, we have a and, Twitter page. Yeah, we have Twitter. Wow. Yeah, there's like nobody there now. <laughs> I don't think we have any subscribers or anything, um, but it is there. So you know, folks, if you're on Twitter and you you, you want to chat out and 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 tell us, you know, kind of uh, what your take on this is or or how you handle things, uh, I would love to see the insight uh, to to what our listeners. Uh, uh, do or uh, you know how they handle certain things. Um, if you folks have you know a story, I'd love to hear it. Post it up on my Facebook page. Oh, I, I would absolutely love to hear it. One of their favorite things to do, or James and KK, I think Caleb. We call Caleb KK. Is they love to ask me if 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 I have anything. They do you have anything I can do? Which is their way of avoiding their own their work. own chores. I've learned if I give them, usually I'm like no. You know, I'm okay, but then if I give them something to do on the rare occasion that I do need help, we find out that they didn't do their own chores. And we're like, what were you doing? Well, you told me to do this instead. And I'm like, so we've made this rule where they're not allowed to come to us and ask, hey, do you have anything I can do? Unless 
their stuff is done. Like, yeah. Quit tra- they're they're pretty smart at get. They work harder at getting out of those chores than actually doing them. Which is crazy, because they get out of it by asking for other things to do. It's I like, know. No, just do your stuff. Just do. Just clean the toilet or clean the the tub. That tub. That tub. That bathtub. <laughs> I cannot wait for spring cleaning. I I mean, you can ask Rob. I'm like right now. My house is messy and it brings out my anxiety. I am a clean freak. He woke up the other morning and I was cleaning the walls. I was disinfecting the walls because the flu is going around and germs are going around and viruses are going around. And our kids like to go down our stairs and not only do they like to hold onto the railing, they like to just take both their hands and drag them down the wall. And drag them down the wall. As if we want boogery, poopy hands all over the place. Boogers is mainly what I find. Tons of boogers. Oh my gosh. Tons of boogers. So again, folks with kids, they're booger machines. (laughs) They are booger machines. I mean, they... They produce more okay, snot. we don't need to. We're done. Anyways, just wipe down your walls. You'd be amazed that even if they look, even if they look, I wipe down our walls like once a month. I will vacuum. We got a new vacuum cleaner last year. Mm-hmm. We got, we switched. We had a shark. No, we had a Dyson. We had a Dyson. We bought that really fancy. Dyson. Stupidly priced vacuum. Folks. I'm, I'm going to be real honest with you. If you are looking for a vacuum, go buy, buy a shark. shark. Go buy a shark. Because our Dyson, it lost suction. The vacuum that never loses suction. Yeah, the vacuum suction. that never loses suction. It lost suction. Couldn't pick a hair off of a couch. And we spent about six months researching what kind of vacuum we wanted. Yeah. And we went and we just kept looking. And we chose the new, newer yeah, Shark. Yeah, Shark Apex. Apex. It's got the... Dual brush rolls dual on the brush. front. It goes from... Uh, carpet to hardwood to linoleum it's so amazing you can pull it apart and vacuum your car you can piece little pieces but i don't know it's just and it's just so smooth and amazing and it literally pulls itself like i've gotten some muscle pulling that thing back it's way stronger than the dyson was way stronger than the dyson was i vacuum our ceilings (laughs) because (laughs) the first time i saw her doing this i thought she was nuts but it gets dusty up there you know (laughs) (laughs) only if you look up (laughs) <laughs> I, I look up and, and so like I like to take the vacuum and like put the brush on it so I did it to our ceiling and it, it took the paint <laughs> it took she, we so we there's right next to our ceiling fan in the living room there is a small spot where she actually sucked the, the textured paint surface off the, off the drywall yeah it's just right off That's the drive. That's how good the vacuum is. That's how great the vacuum is. So, um, the look on my face when I did it. Yeah, she sucked it up and she goes, oh my God. <laughs> I said, oh, no. And I was so afraid to show you, but you were there the whole time. Yeah. And you go, what did you do? You and sucked then, the ceiling right off. I think we laughed so hard. And then our bedroom and our kitchen has red paint. And, and oh my goodness, it's a dark red. It's a dark red, and it gets it gets dusty. So you have to you have to vacuum the walls. I know I sound nuts, but I try to keep our house. You know we have kids that have allergies, and that stuff all contributes. Yeah. You know the the home I grew up in was always clean. I mean, we my parents purchased a model home when we moved to Cincinnati, um, but it, it remained like a model mm-hmm. home the whole time that we lived there. I mean, the place was spotless. But, you know, there were there were two people there. My mom was there. My abuela was there. They cleaned. You know, they kept the place nice and in order and picked up. And, you know, you'd never find anything on the floor there that just didn't happen. Um, 
But it, you never really, like, saw them clean. It was always just mm-hmm. clean. So as a kid, and growing up as an adult, I assumed you dust tables, TV, that sort of thing. You know, your end tables and all of that. Uh, you vacuum the floors. Uh, and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. No. Vacuum No, <laughs> I do dust. baseboards, ceilings. Yeah, see, I have I to pull out the fridge, stuff. the stove. I mean, but your mom gave me a great compliment before she passed away. I had said something once about our house just being a mess. And she goes, your house? Well, I can't remember how she worded she it. She basically said it was one of the cleanest houses she had been in. And my mom had a, a pretty bad allergy to cats. And we have a cat, a long-haired cat. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Ashley does such a fantastic job keeping this place clean and in order and well vacuum vacuumed and too. neat <laughs> and vacuums the couch. That my mom would come and not have allergy attacks, even though the cat was wandering the house. So, you know, that is a real testament to, you know, Ashley's ability to to keep this place running. I completely rely on her because I'm going to be honest, folks, uh, when it comes to housework, I may pick a few things up, but I'm more of like the director of operations than, <laughs> than the manual labor force. So I, I really got to give a shout out to Ashley and the kids because they, they do... Um, yeah, I, I could not do they, it without they, their help. I might have to get on to them, but they... But, you know, they do come around. They do yeah. well enough that the place stays clean. Uh, and they're learning something. They, they have, you know, pride. They, they're learning pride in their work. Um, they're learning good work ethic. Just because you don't want to do something doesn't mean you don't have to do something. So, you know, it's important. Um, but, but I wholly rely uh, on this family. Um, it's messy right now, so don't come over. Yeah, it is. It's messier than it normally is, but I would say compared to some other homes out there, it's probably not that bad. It's a clean, messy. Literally, we just like we have stuff. That yeah, there's like grocery out. stuff out. Yeah, stuff from lunch or dinner. Because last yesterday night or I worked all day yesterday, and then my mom, and then I did our grocery shopping with Mackenzie until mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Everybody in that store watched me. That kid makes it difficult. Yeah, folks, have you ever gone to the grocery store with an elementary child, uh, a school-aged child, <clears throat> that they just something about little because they have they to touch suck the life out of you. Every <laughs> they can. That forty-five-minute trip is just draining. I, I'll never forget. She was in the cart one day, and a little girl and her mommy walked by, and I was like, "Oh, she's so cute." You know, I paid that little girl compliment, and Mackenzie starts crying. You, you never tell me I'm pretty. You don't think I'm cute. How dare you tell us another little girl she's... I was so embarrassed. I was like, <laughs> shut up. Mackenzie, <clears throat> Mackenzie speaks her mind. If she feels it, thinks it, it's coming out. She's going to yep. tell you about oh, it. Yeah. If she doesn't like something, she has no problems no. protesting. You know what she told me yesterday? I no. told her, she goes, is grandma coming over? I said, well, she's going to the gym first. And then she goes, and then she's coming over to eat. And I said, well, yeah. She goes, tacos? And I said, well, yeah. And she goes, don't you think that if she's going to the gym to work out, she should be eating something healthier than tacos? (laughs) (laughs) I said, she's got to eat, Mackenzie. She goes, yeah, but if she's working out and then she eats tacos, doesn't that just cancel each other out? Depends on how many tacos you eat, I guess, or how hard you work out. I said, that's Mackenzie for you. Yeah, she's she's honest. She'll just tell you what she's thinking. Uh, and she's got some interesting thoughts, too. Mm-hmm. She's 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 quite a little a little spitfire. Ever since she was a baby, she she believes in God and angels and, mm-hmm. and she I don't know how to She's hard to describe. She's hard to describe, but she always says that, you know, she believes in angels and God, 
And she'll tell us that, you know, you're not her real dad or her dad's not her real dad, that God is her real dad. Mm-hmm. And that we're all just, you know, you're her, you're her stepdad mm-hmm. because God is her father. And um, she always wants to know what it's like to be an angel, which sometimes that scares me. Um, and she talks like that. I don't think she means it to be... Um, weird or creepy but as a parent I'm like Ooh, you know what I mean like sometimes you know like when Big Gedley passed away when we were in school mm-hmm. yeah, um, and he had crazy. before he had passed away he wrote that poem about dying you know and sometimes you think you think back because he wrote that poem about when he passes away like his, I didn't know that yeah he, like nobody should cry I can't exactly remember how it goes or something like if I'm not to be here and it just sends chills up your spine you know so when she talks like that I, I, I have to pray real hard for her because you know like I guess because she's my baby I pray for all of them but she is just she is so different she she will suck the life out of you in a minute but she's going to be something when she grows up oh for sure she she is so spirited and energetic and crazy and different she's different she's very different she's very artistic she loves to sing and to dance and uh she uh so a a little story about Mackenzie I think this was like uh over a year ago for sure um but I'm terrible with time folks um you know I I work weird shifts um so I have a difficult time remembering what day it is um let alone when an event happened but nevertheless Mackenzie and I were in the kitchen one day and I've always kind of just, you know, teased her, have a little fun with her, because she's, she's pretty, uh, uh, she's, oh man, what is this? Sorry, folks, my PC is trying to, <laughs> to restart. That would be terrible. We're in the middle of recording. Um, so we were in the kitchen, and she was, like, singing something or whatever, so... I just, off the top of my head, came up with some little rhyme about her being a... I don't even remember. Like, a, I think I called her a fart or a turd or something like that, to that effect. You know, in a loving way, it's not like I was talking down to her. She knew I was playing, because I kind of did it in a sing-songy, rhythmy sort of way. And folks, I am not kidding. No sooner had I stopped speaking, she took the rhythm and the cadence that I used... And threw my little rap insult right back at me. And it was so clean and melodic and instantaneous that I was completely blown away. I mean, here is a a five or six year old. I don't remember how old she was at the time. She's seven now. But for her to just, you know, like that be ready to fire back. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. You know, and her dad is a super talented musician, whether you like the kind of music that he does or not. The guy's got talent. And there is no denying that she inherited some of that musical talent. I, I've i always said, you know, we have some recording equipment. We've got some instruments. Um, you know, I, I have always been a, an advocate for Mackenzie to, to study some sort of music. Yeah. Music theory, give her something that she can make music on her own, like Fruity Loops or some sort of like uh, electronic music software program, something very simple to use. I have no doubts in my mind that she could create some really wonderful stuff, even at a very young age. Um, So, you know, she's just just such an incredible little kid. I've never met 
uh, a kid that young that interesting. Like, I just, I love to watch her. I love to see how she plays pretend and the things that she gets into. One of her favorite things to do with me is play fight. And I, as soon as I say that, I know somebody out there is going to be like, you're teaching your daughter to fight, to One play fight. Hits. But you know what, folks? She's learning a few things. One, she learns some restraint and self-control. She gets to see how strong she is. She gets to test her own abilities. Obviously, she can't hurt me, and I'm not going to hurt her. You know, when when I, quote-unquote, fight back, it's more like picking her up and dropping her on the couch or giving her a big bear hug and kind of slinging her around a little bit. This is not extreme. She can get pretty pretty aggressive at times. But I look at it like this. If I can do it in a playful manner... And impart some sort of wisdom on self-defense, how to throw a punch. She's not going to hurt me. And if anything ever happens to her, she has something to fall back on to defend herself. Now, she's a squirrely kid. Oh, my Anyway, gosh. for someone so compact, she is full of muscle and always has been. Very, very strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, her core strength blows my mind. She's stronger than I am, I'm sure, as far as core strength goes. Yeah, I'm an old fat guy, so I just... You know, I don't have any core strength, but, you know, this tumbly thing's really great for her because she's she's completely natural at it. Yeah. She really is. Um, I remember when she was two and three, you'd say, you need to get her into gymnastics. You need to get this kid, cause she, and everybody would say that because she has the most amazing strength in her core. Now, they did say, because it's been about two years since we went, um, she has lost some of that. But for her, it'll just take... It's not going to be that yeah. big of a deal. Um, she's always cartwheeling and flipping oh around gosh. and tumbling in the house which is James he likes to cook which is artistic I think yeah he's been really into he's been watching a lot of cooking videos and he's very interested in like Asian cuisine and he wants to go to Japan mm-hmm. and spend um, some time there instead of college <clears throat> which I'm okay with you don't always have to send your kids to college no. he's re- he could he could have a really great career mm-hmm. traveling the world and learning different cuisines, you know? I could see him doing something like um, Anthony Bourdain or Andrew Mm -hmm. Zimmerman or um, Guy Fieri. Yeah. Um, You know, he reminds me, he's just got this love and this passion for food. Um, I think it stems from him not being able to eat. Yeah, so when... when, 10 years. Yeah, when James was born, um, we... he, He could not take formula at all. The two times that he consumed formula as an infant. He was hospitalized both times. Uh, anaphylaxic shock. <clears throat> uh, air passages closed up and, and all of that sort of thing that just absolutely gives parents a heart attack. Um, so through, at the time, the most simple form of testing, they diagnosed him with celiac disease, which um, is, is, um, is not able to eat wheat uh, or gluten, more mm-hmm. more more to the point, gluten, um, which is found in uh, things made with breads, pastas, pastries. I mean, anything made with flour, traditional wheat flour, is going to, to have gluten. Gluten is the binding agent. It's what makes dough sticky. Um, so his body, we thought, um, was not able to process this. It's made him very ill. So for the first you know, almost 10 years of his life, he, he did not consume those things. He ate a gluten-free diet. Uh, a celiac diet, which at the time was, it sucked. It was shit. Yeah. The bread is terrible tasting. The bread, rice bread, I'm, for those of you, 
and and I'm, maybe I don't want to offend anybody. Um, so I will say, if if you have a diet like this today, there are so many more options. But even then, there was just just five, four years, or five years ago. ago. Um, so it was really difficult, you know, to feed a young kid uh, a diet that doesn't consist of all of those traditional American foods, pasta, spaghetti, bread, everything had to be special. Um, when we got together, though, he had insurance, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he had had insurance before that, but I ended up doing his appointments and stuff, and I asked mm-hmm. the doctor. The doctor really didn't think he had it, and I didn't either, so I kind of pushed for yeah, you him did. to get tested because I know... That mom was kind of against it because she thought it was going to be painful. Well, at the time that he was diagnosed, the only way they could accurately diagnose celiac disease was to do an endoscopy and take a piece of their small intestine. They So, so they would have to be on a celiac diet, a gluten-free diet, for six months. Then they have to go in for biopsy. Then they have to go off the gluten-free diet for six months and do another biopsy, basically comparing the two biopsies mm-hmm. to see if that is, in fact, what's going on. And that's traumatic for a yeah. small kid that's, you know, three or four years old. So in our eyes at the time, it just wasn't right. worth it. But he was blood... He was already suffering, so yeah. we just kept put him, him on the, the diet, diet. And, and he did really and well. I kept trying to tell you all. I was just, you know, I was like, wait, this is just a blood test now. Like, Yeah, so um, they refined their methods and now celiac disease can be um, can be determined through two different blood tests. We did both. Um, the one blood test, and, and I'm, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I'm not an expert on these things, but one of those blood tests can often give false positives or negatives so the second blood test is kind of the confirmer yeah. um for the negative or the positive it backs it's, it up it's a backup um so we had both blood tests done uh it, it's one blood draw it's very very simple um and and it was confirmed that he does in fact not have celiac disease so, so he's been introduced to a lot of food so much later in life he was introduced to uh, the traditional American diet. So at the time, you know, his pizza, his mac and cheese, his spaghetti, his sandwiches were all special. And let's be honest, if anybody has ever tried those foods before, they uh, they just don't taste the same. The The bread is very hard. Pizza crust is very thin and crumbly and grainy because they're traditionally made from like rice and all of these other um, non-traditional flours. And, and they just don't act the same way. And so I think a lot of his love for food now and probably some of his weight gain issues are because he went from this highly restrictive diet to a completely open diet and at a very late for most kids learned how wonderful these foods really are apart from what he was so used to. And I really think he fell in love with things like pizza and spaghetti. But a, a lot of his weight gain... And I'm not going to say it on here. Isn't just because of his love for food. It's because sometimes he leaves our home and goes other places and comes home and tells us that he eats fast food every single meal, you know. And we kind of get the blame. I know that when we had because he does, I know he does have some issues. And when we brought it to attention, it was like, well, he's with you all the time. So I started keeping track of his weight before he goes and when he comes home. When he comes home, you know, he's always... A few pounds this heavier. Ta- last last time, he was close to 10 pounds heavier. 
you yeah. know, and, and we work so hard to get that weight off. Yeah, we use uh, portion control. Um, and then he goes control back. Control to exercise, yeah. And he gains. And he gains it back. He gains it right back. So we're on this constant teeter-totter. And it's it's difficult because you, you kind of put a child in a position to make certain calls that they, they may not be allowed to make. Mm-hmm. Um, the decisions being made for them and... Uh, when, when you go to a fast food restaurant, if that's your only option, there are healthier choices, you know. And he always tells me he gets like the double bacon cheeseburger and a big old fry. And of course, you know, let's... High and calorie, I and I yeah. told him you don't have to choose that every time. You can you can have that you know if that's what you want. Occasionally that's okay, but yeah. if you're going for four three three meals a day, you have to choose a a grilled chicken and a salad at some point. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you got to get some diversity Nutrition. in the diet. And Ashley does a, a pretty good job here. It's when you're cooking for so many people, you can't please everyone. No, and you never please <clears> everyone. You, you'd be lucky to please half. Mm-hmm. If you can please two people, it's a success. <laughs> I mean. When, when, when you stick new vegetables in front of kids, they just don't want them. They, they don't want them. They, they want pizza. They want sloppy joes. Mm-hmm. They want all that, you know. But I still try everything. Well, I can't say everything because the other night I didn't feel good and they got chicken patties for dinner. Not even going to lie. But I try, like, to not feed them processed foods. Like, if we're going to have mashed potatoes, I peel the potatoes. I boil the potatoes. I do, mm-hmm. you know. Um... I don't even like when we make pancakes. Yeah, we, we I use make, very little like pre-packaged food. I make food. the pancakes. I I, I make it from <clears throat> yeah, flour. From scratch. And, yeah, I yeah, mean, make your own. everything that we when we make waffles, I make the waffles. We make waffle batter. Mm-hmm. You know, so I try. You know, to keep <clears throat> the processed food. It doesn't always work. Mm-mm. They they have ramen for lunches because that's what they like. And on the they weekends, do love ramen. I mean, it's easy. It's easy. After it's easy. Work, we come home from church. Yeah, they they want but. For the most part, you know, with James, we try portion control. It's hard because, you know, James is in that high triglyceride, high cholesterol, you right. know. And, and I'd ask the doctor, well, is it because he's littler? She said, because, you know, she said no, that it's based off, you know, it's, it's the same. Um, so I have to watch his where my kids are losing weight and I have to feed them more. more. And it's hard for me to throw more in front of some knowing that. He's yeah. hungry, but I try and I try to just ignore it because I'm like, oh, you know, it's for his health. It's difficult. It 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 makes it really hard because you almost feel bad not giving one as much as you're giving the others. But it's 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 he hard to explain to them. Loves like loves pistachios, and I found him loves, some pistachio yeah. Oreos, and they're the thins. And I gave him three. I gave him all three. But I think that's a good way of showing him that you can still have the foods that you like. We bought the thin yeah. version. They're still amazing, and and you you ate three. That's great portion control. That's you know what fantastic I mean? portion control, right? So hopefully, you know, these are some skills that he uh, learns just by the way we do things, and uh, he'll be able to manage himself and his diet um, as he gets older. The other thing we had some issues with with him as far as like, he would eat breakfast here in the morning. We, well, you, your mom got on to me. Yeah, wanting him to eat healthier breakfast in the morning. So actually, was you know making him oatmeal and stuff, and then he was going to school and eating. Too. What what they quote to be a breakfast, which is traditionally like some shitty pastry, or and I would frozen ask him, are you eating breakfast? Like at school? No, 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 I'm not. No, Finally, but we got confirmation from his teacher that he was in fact eating, eating not, not only <laughs> the the one that he was given, but he would eat off the the free table, which is like the kids don't want yeah. it; they just put it on the table, so and somebody else can grab it. Right, so he was eating not only a healthy breakfast at home, but then the school's idea of a breakfast, which is total junk food 
Um, and, and we can talk about that on another podcast. Folks out there with kids, uh, if you let your kids eat at school, I would love to hear some of the school meals that they've that they feed your kids. Because I can tell you here, what they claim to be a healthy, nutritious meal is total bullshit. You gotta stop cussing on the podcast. <laughs> I'm allowed to to swear on my podcast. I'm I'm just stating my opinion. I don't want to understate or rubber state my opinion, but this is genuinely how I feel. These this meal is crap. It is. What they feed the school is crap. What they feed at the school, I apologize. Um, you know, I, I it's not a political podcast, but I truly believe that if we are going to fix some of our problems, one of the first things we need to fix is our school system. Yes. Teachers don't make enough money. Kids aren't being fed well. And let's face it, some of those kids in those schools, the only thing they're eating is what they're being fed at the school. Yeah. It's not right. It's not fair. Meals need to be nutritious. Folks, we can look at dozens of other countries around the world. It, they care about what their children James eat. likes water, and they force him to take milk. Yeah, it, that's in, absurd. It's absolutely absurd. Milk has its health benefits, yes. It also has a lot of fat. He'd like his water. Give him the water. Yeah, if, if a kid wants to drink water, how can you they tell them... They have to take it with their lunch. Yeah, and they also have to take a fruit, which the school considers... Let's Let's face it, folks. Frozen orange juice in a paper carton is not fruit. It's sugar and water and concentrate. That's not a fruit. It's not a fruit. It's full of sugar. It rots their teeth. It upsets their belly. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. But I don't want to keep going on this. Um, it was, we've got a few minutes left um, uh, in the hour. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, folks, if, if you've got um, anything that you want to add to any of these conversations, please, please hit me up on Facebook. Throw them up on my wall. It should be open. I'm not good at social media, guys. I am terrible at social media. I promise I will figure it out. I will get better at it. I will get this podcast its own and Facebook And we'll go page. through each of the kids' flaws as we go through our podcast. Yeah, I don't yeah. want everybody to be like, you pick on one and not me. <laughs> I always yeah. get that. You you pick you're, on one. You're just picking on one. Um, that's that's not All what we're doing All of our kids have here. issues. Yeah. Every last one. And n- none is better than the other. They are no. all bad and they are all good. They, you know, I got to go. Prosecutor. Yes, go. I love you. Um, sorry about that, folks. Uh, important phone call kind of coming through uh, for Ashley. Um, so I'll go ahead and wrap it up. I just want to say thank you again to all of our listeners. I love you guys. You guys are fantastic. Don't forget to spread the word. If you enjoy listening, like, share, comment. Hit me up on Facebook, Robert Arnold. If you have trouble finding me, hop over to our Twitter page, at Mommy and Daddy Time. Uh, and, and, and feel free to post comments, questions, concerns. Uh, if you guys post up questions and that sort of thing on the next podcast, we'll read them out. We'll answer your questions. Uh, if you have uh, any insight into how you do things, I would love to hear it. Folks, we are here for you. We love you guys. Thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful week. I promise I will do a better job of keeping this podcast on track. I will do my best to get one out at least once a week. I I would love to do it more, um, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are really, really difficult for me because I, I, like I said, I work third shift, so I sleep all day. I'm up by one or two o'clock or 12 or one o'clock, and and it just doesn't afford much time to to record during the day through the week. Um, I I managed to get this out today, um, but hang in there with me, folks. Um, We will improve um, with your help and your listening and your subscribing we can make the mommy and daddy time podcast uh, really incredible so again i love you all y'all have a wonderful week and we will see you again very soon have a good day